This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Brian and Kim Walker. Today, we're going to talk about company culture. You're like, Brian, I thought this was a marketing podcast. Well, we're going to talk about company culture and what it can have to do with your marketing. But first, Kim, why don't you give a shout out to our sponsor? Absolutely. Thanks a lot to our friends at RepairPal for providing you with this episode. RepairPal's certified network of shops are trusted by millions of customers each month. Learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. All right. So company culture and marketing. Really? I love it. I think the whole thing is marketing. You put your core values in place, which really drives your company culture. So I think that's probably where we start talking. And ultimately, in the end, it's your company culture that drives your marketing. So if core values drives your company culture, company culture is going to drive your marketing, at least for the shops that we work with, right? Because we're all about personalized marketing, marketing that is all about you and your shop and your shop personality, no copy and paste, content on your website or social media, no vanilla, white bread, plain Jane stuff. No. Who are you as a shop? What makes your shop special and unique and different? Well, it's your company culture. But it's your core values. You're talking about core values. Aren't core values just something that you print out on a poster and put on the wall? Oh my God. Okay. I know that just got turned into a meme or some funny reel or something because All my emotion just came out. You're pressing one of my buttons. (laughs) Look, that used to be how I thought. Back in the day, when somebody would talk about core values, I thought that that was just something that you put on a poster on the wall and it was for your customers. He didn't even frame it. But I will tell you that at the point that we established our core values and actually started using them because we use them for hiring, firing, promoting, making decisions within the business. We have fired customers before based on our core values. I cannot even tell you how liberating of a thing that can be when you have a client that doesn't match up with your core values and you say, you know what? I can't work with them because they don't match up with my core values. And now you have a reason. I'm so proud of you. It's not a, I'm firing this client because I don't like them. It is, I'm firing this client because one of our values is happiness, and this person will suck the fun out of any room that they go into. Or, I'm firing this client because one of our core values is integrity, and they are showing a complete lack of integrity. So, and when you do it, and when you match it up with your core values, what does that say to your employees? Oh my gosh. We seriously, I can think of three right now off the top of my head who personally have thanked you because mm-hmm. he's he's the bad guy. Or was it JR? I don't know. You, Either way. You did the last one. Oh, I did do the last one. Yeah. That was a painful one too because that client was with us for a really long time. Yeah. But, you know, when you know what you're doing and you know what you know you know in the heart of hearts is the right thing to do. And you know what? Ultimately, in the end, not only was it the right thing for us, it was the right thing for that that customer. 
But I'm really proud of you right now because... Oh, we've talked about this before. <laughs> we, I, I mean, I'm like the emotional woo-woo. And like Brian said, he's always been like, what is it? Mission, vision, value. You know, you, you hear all the time how important and how critical that stuff is. And, and we've had them. We had them in our shop. They were on our wall. <laughs> well, and that's how most companies use yeah. them is there are they're a decoration on the wall or they're a page on the website and nobody there could tell you what their core right. values were yeah. if they had to. Yeah, you walk in and it's I mean it's your mission. Your mission. Like your mission, right? I mean it's that's deep to your core and you ask anybody in there and nobody has a clue. Some of them are like we have a mission. Yeah, it's on your wall. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about, about marketing. Yeah, it's a marketing podcast, so we're talking about marketing. But the way it comes out is that your core values are driving your company culture in such a way that not only do you know, but your whole team knows. It's so much a part of your day-to-day operations of your business that your customers know And even your community knows. I mean, we were just like, we do marketing for auto repair shops. We were just asked to speak at a two-day leadership event at our church. And they asked us to talk about core values. We're not like the local marketing company that everybody um, is using. It used to be us, but now we're really specializing with auto repair shops. So I'm thinking none of them are following us. They don't know but it's so much a part of us that it's it has come out just like a shop it has come out in our marketing our customers you just had someone text you about the company culture that we have created here and they recognize it and so you know when we're talking about your marketing our day-to-day stuff or your day-to-day stuff that i think about shops who how they train their team, how they go off on company retreats, how they're um, providing barbecue on Friday or whatever it is that they're doing. If if their core value might be excellence, well, excellence comes out in everything that they do and everything that they are and and how they hire people. They're hiring with excellence. And so well, your core values, they create the team by one of two things. They run off the people that don't belong there. True. Or they attract the people that aren't there that should be there. Or I guess I should say three things because your core values, when everyone else really adopts your core values and someone is kind of lagging along, they may look at it and say, I need to change. And they make that change. And we talk about it in Mark. We talk about how marketing is so much about no like and trust. And, you know, core values aren't going to help people to get to know you. But they will help people to, you know, get to like you and and trust you. You know, they can absolutely have something to to do with your marketing. They can have a lot to do with your marketing because, like you said, well, you know, your core values are who you are at your core. And if you're going to get people to know you and like you, then you need to let them in and get them to to know who you are at your core. Yeah. So you talked about how it would, you know, when fully implemented, your core values will come out in such a strong way that when people engage with or encounter your brand, your shop, um, shop marketing pros on social media, your website, whatever it might be, and you hire someone, 
they become a part of your team, they're going to realize mm, this isn't really where I belong. It doesn't feel right, you know? And so that's okay because people have different personalities, different thoughts, beliefs, whatever it might be. And so for us, our core values are exposed on the outside. They're on our careers page. So it's almost, in fact, I want to, I want to add a checkbox on our application on our website that says, did you read the core values above? In fact, you're going to be adding a video, I believe, to the top of our careers page that's Mm -hmm. from you or both of us or whatever, where you're talking about, well, it's from EOS. It's our core value. It's our um, our speech. speech. So, you know, but we have them listed now, all of our core values. So they're there before someone gets to the application. And then once they apply, we ask them a question about that. And then in our interview, all of our questions relate back to one of our core values. So for us, you know, we're talking about it and we call it our shield, S-H-I-E-L-D. So Shop Marketing Pro's core values is synergy, happiness, integrity, expansion, leadership, and dedication. And so we've created questions that relate to synergy because we want to know, can you be part of a team that's better together? Or are you one of these people that really needs to be super independent overall on your own? We ask questions about happiness, like what makes you happy in life and what are you going to bring to our team? We literally ask that, like, how can you help our team be happy? You know, and, and other questions that relate to leadership, dedication, all that kind of stuff. And so we're having this conversation in the very beginning and you get a strong sense for people when you're, for us, it's on Zoom, right? And so for you as a shop, you're going to be having that in-person conversation and you look at how they react when you ask that question. Are they uncomfortable with that? As you're asking questions to give them the opportunity to share experiences that relate to that. So when they come in and they get hired, they know that they've already passed that part of the test about, are you a good fit? Because not only are you looking for, are you a good fit for them, but are they a good fit for you? It goes both ways. That's a very big, important part of the the whole puzzle. And so once they come in, it's included in all of our onboarding. I mean, we have a video recorded where I'm talking to them about our core values and go through each one of them and what it means. And then when we have our biannual employee review, it's based on, we have a list of questions and there's a self-assessment where they're assessing themselves. We're assessing them as a leadership team We have a conversation and every single thing, good, bad, and ugly, points back to core values. It's really, truly part of the whole process. Yeah, you can ask any person on our team what our core values are, and they can tell you what they are and what they mean. Because just like Kim said, every six months when we are doing a review with them, we're grading them against our core values. And that's how important they are to us. You know, if you think about these things, the synergy You know, synergy is about how well our team works together, but not only how well the team works together, but how well our clients work with us as well, how well we work with our clients and how well they work with us. And then, you know, happiness. Well, we want people to be happy when they're when they are here at work, because you can have a, a group of, you know, nine happy people and one person who's just not happy. And that one person will bring all of the rest of them down. And then all of a sudden you've got 10 miserable people that are working. So when we have that, 
that one person that just is miserable, we get rid of them because we don't want them here. And it's the same thing with a client. We got a client that's miserable, then we do not want that person as a client. But then integrity, you know, which means that we do the right thing. Well, means that we hold our clients to that same standard. Our clients have to do the right thing. Leadership. Every single person on our team is a leader. Now, that doesn't mean that they are in a like official leadership position, but it means that they are a leader. Like they are, they are showing the characteristics of a leader. They are doing the things that leaders do. And when someone else watches them, it makes them want to be better. We have dedication. So, you know, expansion is about uh, we're, we always want to get better at what we do. We want to learn. And if we have someone here who they're just stuck, you know, they don't care about getting better at what they do. Well, they don't have a place here anymore. You know, they every single person on our team has got to believe in that idea of expansion and always becoming better. But then dedication. So, you know, dedication Man, some of the agencies that are out there, they run absolute sweatshops. They will work people 60, 70 hours a week and not think twice about it. Dedication to us means that for 40 hours a week, you give us everything that you have. You give our clients everything that you have. But then when you leave here, you're dedicated to your family. You know, when you leave here, you're dedicated to your hobbies, you know, whatever the things are that's important to you. We believe in being dedicated, but we can't have dedication and expect people to work 70 hours a week and then want them to be happy mm-hmm. because it just doesn't work like that. So when you look at all of these things together, they form the culture of the business and the culture of the business is what is going to make people like you and trust you. And that those are things that you can use in your marketing. Our friends at Repair Pal are making today's episode possible. Don't lose work to your competition. Today's consumers check pricing during all stages of the repair process, before, during, and after. Did you know that 81% of them do online price comparisons before making a purchase, and customers that check your price after they've already authorized the work do so after calling the competition? But RepairPal, the largest auto repair network, has a solution. Their fair price estimator tool can be put on your website to help you build trust with consumers up front to demystify price, help educate consumers about what's involved in the repair, bring you higher web traffic, and prevent your customers from calling your competition. You have to be in it to win it, so head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more about becoming RepairPal certified. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops. Kim, we have something called our shieldies. Why don't yeah, you talk about yeah. that? I love this so much. So our shieldies, because you now know that we call our core values our shield, so we've hire by them. We fire by them. If we fire someone, which is not often because we take the time to hire the right person, but if we do find that we need to, to let go of an employee, it's always tied back to one of our core values. And they typically know it. It's not a surprise. And so hire, fire, reward and recognize. So what we mean by that is we've put together, there's a a hidden page on our website where our entire team has that link. And all throughout the month, they go to almost on a daily basis, they go to this particular page and it's called our Shieldies nomination. And so, for example, I could go there and I'm going to fill out the form. My name is Kim. 
I'm nominating Brian for a shieldy this month. And then I select which of our core values it's for. And it could be several different ones. So I could say for integrity and for expansion. And then I can write out what I mean by that. So I'm nominating Brian for a shieldy based on integrity and expansion because he realized that he needed to grow in this particular area and he took it upon himself to go take a class or listen to a podcast or read a book or whatever. And then we have some fun with it where we can even attach like a fun graphic or picture or whatever. Lots of memes. And so lots (laughs) of memes. Once a month at our staff meeting, which we'll do this coming Tuesday, I read aloud those nominations. And then once a quarter, we will reward. So they've already received recognition, right, from other team members through the nominations. But then um, once a quarter, we pick the person who received the most nominations for that quarter to win the Shieldies for that quarter. And then we just have fun with it. We give them a personalized, really, you know, fun little gift. Um, we take pictures with them. We share it on social media. I've been known to actually make handwritten notes to their family members to say, hey, I really value and appreciate your your husband or your wife or your daughter or son. You did a great job raising them or thank you for sharing them with us. She sent letters to, well, if any of y'all know Michelle. She sent she sent letters to Michelle's kids who are what five eight and six okay eight and six yep and she got a letter back thanking her Michelle calls her kids Frick <laughs> so and it's Frack. Jolie and Amarin what well, Amarin is older Amarin and Jolie and she calls them Frick and Frack so they're what's that type of twins where they're like super close in age oh I have um, no idea whatever Irish twins or something like that. So her her kids are super close in age and she's a single mom and she's an amazing, incredible, highly talented person. And I just knew, you know, like I've, I've written to Caroline's parents before and JR's wife and just different people's family members. And, um, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to write to Michelle's husband. I don't think her dad is alive. Her mom is in Pennsylvania and I'd have to ask Michelle for her mom's ad. And so I'm like, you know what? There's probably not anyone that's like telling Michelle's kids how freaking amazing she is. Oh, and her older son, Ezra. So I, I wrote three. I wrote I wrote a little, just a little note, like a note, like a postcard. And I was like, hey, I know you think your mom's amazing, but I want you to know that we think she's amazing too. But something short and simple. And, um, you know, it's little things like that. But where did that come from in me? Integrity leadership. I'm dedicated to Michelle. You know, you can relate that to so many different things. And so then our shieldies talking about marketing. So we share that picture on social media and we're like, congratulations, Michelle, for your shieldie award for, you know, and then you list out all the things. And when we do it, it never fails that our clients start, you know, coming on there and talking about how much they love right. whoever that person is that, that won the shieldie. Absolutely. We really live it. It is a part of who we are and what we do. I mean, they're not just a Google Doc. They are on our walls, by the way, which we're out in in the podcast studio, a.k.a. Brian's man cave, because what you can't see is on the other side of these is his gym, but he's got a full shop outside. 
But in the office, we have our core values on the wall and they are in a Google Doc, but they're also on our careers page. They're in our social media. They're in our interviews. They're in our 30 and 60 day check-ins. They're in our monthly staff meetings. They're literally a part of our daily. You know what? It's our pastor. Don't tell anybody. I know somebody's going to be, he might even listen himself. (laughs) Scott Boney. (laughs) He was, threw me off today. <laughs> he was talking about the... What uh, you were created for. To yeah, be, to be a part, a part of like the kingdom and all of this stuff. But he kept saying a part. <laughs> and I looked it over was, at Brian. I'm like, driving Kim crazy. is he saying, look, I'm super transparent. I mean, if you know me, you know that I feel like I'm fighting the menopause war right now. So there I put it out there. Sometimes I feel like I'm falling apart. So I looked at Brian and I was like, is he saying that you're a part or that you are a part? And so... Because yeah, I want to be a part of the kingdom. I don't want to be a part of the kingdom. From, which he could have gone either way, really. But yeah. okay. Anyways, so look, shop owners, if you don't have core values in place, that is what's going to drive your company culture. But look, don't just do it for the sake of creating core values. Like you have to really believe in it. And look, I'm just being real. When we did it, I thought that it was some BS exercise just for, you know, the heck of having core values. But my team, it was when, well, we were doing EOS at the time. We've talked about EOS on another podcast and we're, we're, we're doing EOS all in now. But when we started using it for reviewing, for doing the employee reviews, that is when it really clicked. But when the team buys into it and our team is so bought into our core values, like they will recite my core values or our core values to me. I was asking a, you know, a question to one of the team members one time about what they or what they thought that we should do about a particular situation. And she looks at me and says, well, integrity is one of our core values. So this is what we have to do. And man, I loved that. That was like the the best thing ever. It just happened again. What is today? Sunday. It just happened Friday. So Caroline, Haley, Danny, Wendy, Gabby, they were all having a conversation about email marketing. And Uh they got really super concerned about the difference between illicit permission and explicit permission in email marketing. And so obviously explicit is, hey, here's my email address. I want information from you, right? Illicit is like subconscious sort of. So it's like, you know, your customer comes into your shop and you ask for their email address. You put it into your CRM. They didn't necessarily click a button that said, hey, here's my email address, but they gave you their email address. So they, they expect that you're going to email them. That's illicit um, permission. And so they came to me on Friday in our Slack message and was like, hey, we, we really have questions about, does this line up with our core values? You know, integrity is one of them. Is this really the right thing to do if we're emailing people? You know, it opened up the conversation and we went to the Federal Trade Commission's Can Spam Act and talked about, you know, all that in B2C and B2B and what's right and what's wrong. And it was a great example of really aligning our services with our core values as well. So don't Um, just do it for the sake of creating core values. You have to be bought into it. 
you have to be willing, like, look, don't put integrity as one of your core values and then, you know, do something that's not right. Like your core values were, they will hold you in check. I just gave $12,000 to a client because of our integrity core value, because we messed up on a Google ads campaign and spent a whole bunch of budget okay. that should not have been spent. Truth be told, Google advised us what to do. They, well, and they, we did what they, they told us to do. We did what do. Google told us to do, and it backfired in our face. Yeah. But still, extreme ownership, mm-hmm. and also the fact that you, much as you want to, if you, you try to get somebody at Google to listen to something like that, they just don't do it. Even though we they, have. We they, have Google reps that we talk to. They're too to. big. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, so that was $12,000 out of our pocket that went back into our client's pocket. Because integrity is one of our core values and you either live them or you don't. Don't put something into your core values that you are not willing to stand by in even the toughest situations. Maybe you're all in now. Maybe you're like, you know, I see the value of doing this. And you're like, I don't know what or how to do this. First of all, in the end, whatever you do, don't not go through the real process of creating your core values and just pull some words out of, you know, like, oh, excellence. We're going to go with excellence and quality. You can literally Google what are the most popular company core values. Mm-hmm. Don't go that route. Like, who are you as a shop? And what core values are you as a shop owner? You know, you might have some non-negotiables. But get your team involved. Get too. your team involved. When we did ours... It was almost a full day long event. And I'm just going to tell you what we did. I'm not saying this is the right way. You really, if you have a coach, talk to your coach. I'm positive that your coach knows how to do this. There are incredible coaches out there. They'll help you with this. But what we did was we started with a big, gigantic, empty whiteboard. And I think for like a certain period of minutes, we just let every team member, like there were no wrong answers. We just asked, who are we as a company? And we threw every single word that came out onto this whiteboard. And then we ultimately ended up categorizing those words. So if like all these words have to do with synergy, teamwork. Well, we went through a process called keep, killer, combine. Yeah, we did that first. That's right. So first keep, killer, combine. And then, which is self-explanatory. Then we started categorizing and kind of lumping the ones that were similar together And you just keep going through that sort of process until you get it narrowed down. You know, there were some words that were very similar. And so you can kind of figure which direction do you want to go? That's the combined part. And then Brian, um, I'm talking about at the end when you're down to like, okay, do you want to call it leadership or do you, so you've got like five words that are all very similar. Like, what do you want to call that, that group, which I guess could be combined, but I just, I just see it a little differently. Oh, so when, when it, we had our, our six words, which it doesn't need to be six, your core values, it could be two core values. Six is actually a little much. Usually Mm -hmm. they say, keep it to about five, but we had these six, you know, is there an acronym for this? And I just put each word into this thing on the internet. I did a search to find something that would give you an acronym for a whole bunch of words. And I put all the words in and it came back with one shield and that was it, or one word. And that was it. And that word was shield. Those perfect for you us. know the first letter of each of those words do not make another word in the English language. So it really was perfect. For a yeah. while there, we had a, a Leonidas statue <laughs> that we would um, 
you know, he was holding the shield and had a big spear in his hand and we would give it to a person uh, who was the shield award winner for that month. We still uh, have that. We still guy, have it, but we don't. But, it, well, because people work virtually now. Yeah. So, You're going to tell people how they can reach us. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's up to you. However you want to contact us. If you have show ideas or questions that relate to marketing, you want us to do an episode on, then shoot that over to us at podcast at shopmarketingpros.com which is our website, shopmarketingpros.com. You can also find us Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Brian wrote a book. So you can find out all about that, the ultimate guide to auto repair shop marketing at shopmarketingpros.com forward slash book. And then last but not least, probably our most favorite is we would love to have you in our private Facebook group. So go to Facebook, do a search for auto repair marketing mastermind join the group, join the conversation. I hope to see you there. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some other great shows on the network and you can find them at aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many others. Tune in for another episode next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.